This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline the newborn learning curve and empower parents. Before we dive in, have you shared the Ready for Baby podcast with friends and loved ones yet? If you have, thanks so much. If you haven't, I'd be so grateful if you took a moment to share this episode or another favorite with someone who would find it valuable. Now let's get into it. If you're expecting and kind of overwhelmed in all of the preparation, the nesting, and unsure how to prepare your home, then this episode is definitely for you. My guest is Calista Anderson. Calista helps pregnant mamas get ready for their baby by preparing themselves, their space, and their significant others. She does so through her podcast, The New Mom Boss Podcast, as well as coaching and online courses. Calista is a registered nurse, a certified lactation counselor, and a mom of three. Her dedication to helping first-time moms was born back when she had her first two kids 13 months apart, experiencing the new mom phase back-to-back. It's her mission to make preparing to be a new mom simple and thorough so that women can enter their motherhood with confidence and joy so that they can build a strong bond with their baby. Hi, Hi, Calista. How are you doing? Hey, Gigi. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for being here. I'm really excited to hear from you on this topic. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of came into the doula postpartum world. Sure. I would love to. So um, again, my name is Calista Anderson, and I am a new mom coach. My background is uh, in nursing. I'm a registered nurse and a certified lactation counselor. I'm a mom of three, and I always wanted to be a mom. Like since I was a little girl with my dolls and all that, it is like the number one thing I've always wanted to do. And so when I got pregnant with my first, I was ecstatic and my dreams were about to come true. I did all the things, prepared all the stuff, and I even took time off of work to be a a stay-at-home mom with my baby. And so I was like, I got this. I'm a nurse and my husband's a doctor. And so like we, I was not worried about the pregnancy or, you know, just not fearful about having the baby. And I had her, had a pretty easy labor and delivery. And then I got home and then I was, you know, (laughs) trying to keep the baby alive by feeding her and breastfeeding was not working the way I thought it would be. Now, in nursing school, I remember following a lactation nurse around and I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy. And, you know, I love babies and I w- wanted to be a mom forever. So this breastfeeding thing should be easy. And it wasn't. And I had a nipple injury. I almost gave up. But luckily, I found a support group within that first week and we were able to get on track and I was able to breastfeed for a little while. Um, and I say a little while because uh, my journey ended early, um, because when my daughter was four months, I found out I was pregnant again. And so I hadn't slept much and, you know, I like, it was such a challenging fourth trimester with the first baby because I just was not expecting it to be that hard. I had all the stuff ready, but I was not ready in the way I should have been ready, you know, and I didn't figure that out until my second baby. Um, And so when I was pregnant the second time, I didn't know whether I should be happy or cry because I was like, here we go. Another baby's on the way and I haven't slept. Uh, You know, I was just exhausted. Didn't know how to ask for help. 
And I said, I'm going to do everything different the second time. And so I set myself up to have more help and to let all the things go that weren't helpful, like making sure I had a, a neat house, like that did not serve me at all. You know, trying to um, entertain my friends when I should when I should be getting rest. You know, I, I really put myself first and the baby first the second time. And I had a beautiful experience. Like he is just like my little, ooh, like we were really able to bond. And, you know, so that was great. But I also felt bad that I didn't get to bond as much with my first because it was such a short time with her and I was figuring things out. And so I started New Mom Boss a few years later and I just wanted first time moms to have that second time experience or at least in my second time experience. Like you don't have to go through all the trial and error if you get the right information and set yourself up. I would say my, my motto is 80%. If you set yourself up 80% and leave the 20% to just go with the flow, like you're going to have a great experience with your baby, your partner and yourself. Thank you for sharing that. I think you, that like resonates with a lot of my clients that they had no clue what they were doing the first round. And the second time they were like, oh, I'm going to change the way I did things. So I think that's very relevant. And one of the ways that you teach people to prepare that 80% is setting up your home and just setting up your life, getting everything on autopilot. So what does putting your home on autopilot look like and why is it so important? Yeah, I love to talk about this and teach this because it was one of my biggest lessons as a first-time mom. I I run the household for the most part. My husband's really busy. So when I was pregnant with my daughter and she arrived. It's like she was my full-time job and she required all my attention and I had to give her all my energy. And so there's the rest of the normal life things that still happen, running a household. And if you're going back to work or, you know, there's all these other things. You don't just add the baby into your life and think it's going to fit in a certain piece. Like your whole life revolves around your baby. And so I like to talk about the household and putting that on autopilot because then it's one huge thing you don't have to think about. And so why it's important important is because if you do it ahead of time, your transition into new motherhood is going to be a lot smoother. It is just, I like to say the, the home environment is like, it, it's another character in your life. You know, you can feel the energy in your home when you go into someone's home or if someone comes into your home or even you feeling the energy around yourself in your own home. So when things are running smoothly, it just allows you to have more time and space with your baby and your partner. And so what that looks like is I, I like to go through four steps to prepare. And, you know, you can do this when if you, you've already had your baby but it is best, you know, so you can really just enjoy those precious moments when baby is here. It's really best to set this up before baby arrives. So the four steps I like to teach my clients are um, in, take an inventory, then go through your list and delete. And I'll go into each one a little bit more. Then automate whatever you can. And then the last step would be to delegate. So I, it's, 
IDAD is the acronym that I like to use. So the first one is taking an inventory. So I would suggest you take um, an inventory, make a running list with you and your partner or whoever else lives in your household, and just write down as they come up the things you're doing daily, weekly, and monthly. Uh, any tasks, chores, things you think are not a big deal, the small things like taking the trash out or walking your dog or grocery shopping, like all these little things become kind of big things when you're exhausted and you're taking care of a baby. So talk to your partner or whoever else lives with you and just share this running list for a week or two, just to make sure you have, you know, just brain dump everything on there. And so now you have your inventory. Next, you'll want to go through that list together. Step two, which is and delete whatever you're not going to need for the first three months. You know, it could be 10, 12 weeks, which is the most intense time after bringing a baby home. So it's like lightening your plate. You don't want to carry this heavy plate of things to do. So whatever there is that you, you know, you're not going to need, like, one of the inventory things I within the inventory is like bills, you know, like if you have subscriptions and memberships and things you're not going to be using for a few months, it's best to just take that off your plate. Any commitments, you know, could go on that list too. delete those. If there is, I don't know, some sort of household hobby you're you're committed to, you know, you can take that off. So basically anything you can delete that will just give you time and space and energy is what you'll do next. And then after that, you'll take a look at your list with your partner and you look at all the things you can automate. So a lot of things that can be automated is grocery shopping, no paying bills, um, anything to do with the internet. <laughs> you can set up like bill pay and anything that's automatable. And then, um, the last the last uh, step would be to delegate. And this is something you do with your partner as well, because you have this list of chores and tasks, which, you know, you're probably responsible for some things. Your partner is probably responsible for some things. That was before baby. When baby arrives, you're not going to be able to do a lot of these things on the list. So you'll either want to pass that on to your partner and say, okay, now you're responsible for this, like you're both uh, delegating. So whether he takes it on or she takes it on. Um, and then you also want to delegate to like family members. And this is where you could start to look for services outside of your home that can help you. Um, you know, getting a cleaning person to come, you know, every few weeks so that you don't have to do it and think about it know, enlisting family members to come to walk your dog or whatever is left on your list to be taken care of. You want to just delegate and only leave a few things for yourself as the mama who's going to be taking care of the biggest chore, the biggest task. And I mean, it's it's not really a chore, but it is, you know, keeping a baby alive. So that would be the last step is to delegate, you know, and I think that's where a lot of, you know, couples in the first six months get into just sticky, you know, relationship stuff is not our expectations are haven't changed. Like, 
you know, we, we don't reassign who's in charge of what. And then you start to take score of, well, I did this, this, and this, and, and taking care of the baby, you know? So, you know, just talking and communicating about the household things is going to be such a game changer in the fourth trimester. I think that is like the type A person's dream way of preparing for postpartum. And it seems like it would be so relevant, even far past your baby being born, just figuring out what are you doing in your house? And that could apply to like a toddler or an older child. I love Mm -hmm. this, this step-by-step kind of the type A perfectionist in me really connects with that. (laughs) I love steps. So So we're both type A. So what are some of the top focuses that should be for this postpartum time? Yeah, so that would be one, you know, preparing your household. And the next thing I would say, which was one of my other big lessons, was letting go of the old me. You know, it's – and I know you talk about this, like the matrescence. Like you are becoming a mother. You know, you were a maiden. Now you're becoming a mother. And so I think it's not so much – I don't know how – I think it's just being aware of that transition, which was one of my big bumps as a first-time mom was I was just so focused on the baby and I wasn't focused on – me becoming a mom in motherhood, it was like blinders onto the baby. And so I think that is a big focus. And it's such a special time, right? When you transition into becoming a mom, that we, if we don't include that in our awareness, it's, we're really number one, losing out on such a a rite of passage, you know, this, this, coming out of a cocoon into something so beautiful. And that I also believe is related to a lot of the mental health things that can happen, you know, postpartum blues and depression and all that stuff, which some are, a lot of it can be hormonal, but also just, just thinking something is wrong when things aren't the way they used to be within ourselves or you know, we, we can't just get up and go do anything. Can't just go to target. Can't just, you know, take a shower whenever I feel like it, like everything has to be scheduled for the most part, um, in those first few months. And so I think that's a focus. So your household yourself, it's like just the self care. Hopefully you have a village of people that will pour into you and give you that care. I know we just talked about it on my podcast. It's like that receiving because we're giving so much to our baby that we have to allow for room to receive. And so not only do we need that village to pour into us, but we also need to be that for ourselves and advocate for ourselves. And I know you talk a lot about hiring uh, for different services to to help us with our self-care and not do it alone. So that's a couple of my top focuses is the home, the the self and our relationship which I touched on uh, the communication and not losing connection with your partner when you're both so focused on the baby. Um and and about the partner I think I feel 
badly for them too, because yeah, we all pour into the baby and we forget about ourselves a lot of times, but even more, we forget about our partners and no one's checking in on dad or the partner, whoever it is, because it seems like they don't need it, (laughs) but they do need it too. Yeah. You make, you make so many good points there and touching on like the self and the identity by setting up your home on autopilot and having those conversations about what are you doing? What are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? And I think even for partners or other relatives, like letting them be a part of that. Mm-hmm. We think of like the partner as just being there and just supporting. But if we could take some of the like contact naps, can partner do that? Can a dad do that? Yes. But we look at it as something that they don't need to do. But that's bonding. That's, you know, creating that better relationship. But when it comes to the identity, I feel like I still don't even have the right words to discuss. Some people are saying, like, leave your old identity behind. You're this new person. Like, you're kind of a um, your metaphor of the butterfly. And it's hard. Like, what is this new identity? Is it a little bit of my old person? my old personality, my old identity mixed with this new identity? Is it like I'm switching back and forth between one and the other or am I mixing them? I don't know. I still like, I just still don't have that figured out. So that's an important thing to think about. Yeah, I actually do teach that. It's, um, I have a, a whole little talk on that in one of my courses, but it is, in my opinion, merging of your old self and your new self. And one of the things I teach in there is that, yeah, you know, there are things that we want to hold on to as ourselves, like, especially if you know what you like and you know yourself well to ground you. So, for example, you can one of the things I like to teach is think of three things that are your staples. Like for me. That was like, I had this favorite sweater with holes in it, but it was like so comfy. That was like one of my staples. Like when I'm home, I'm like wearing that sweater. And then another thing is I like to use eyeliner. I always have eyeliner and like people know me for my eyeliner. <laughs> and um, and I have, I used to, not anymore. This is my old, old me. It was like hoop earrings. And when this, I still used to wear a lot of hoop earrings around the time I had my my daughter. And so those were my staples. And during those sleepless nights and, you know, so waking up exhausted and just feeling outside of myself and not myself, because it's like, you know, it's equivalent to having like five beers or something they say, right? Like when you're, you're sleep deprived. And so if I, even if I'm not going anywhere, I'll put my eyeliner on, I'll wear my sweater, you know, and I also love candles. So I'll light a candle. Like those things just made me feel like me. And so that's what I like to say, like, there are things about your old self that you're going to merge with your new self because you're now a mom, you're going to have a whole new chapter. And that's an understatement of of who you are becoming. And so yeah, it is emerging. I definitely see that I do that too. I tell people to have like an anchor of one thing that they like do every day that makes them feel like them. For me, I would say like my staples would be I am always reading. I have like, if I'm at the park and my kids aren't looking at me for a few minutes, I have like my Kindle in my back pocket and I'm like trying to read Um, and then having a cup of coffee. So I'm trying to do less of, but that's like my time. I'm like, okay, I'm me and my Kindle and my coffee. I feel like my old self Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. It's so important. I think 
to, I think it grounds us and, you know, we're a new person every day, right? We're never really the same, but it is very grounding to just have these staples and, you know, it's like that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yes. And I like the candles. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so tell us, thank you so much for for being here, but tell everybody how can they connect with you and learn about your programs and your podcast? So my podcast is the New Mom Boss Podcast, and I'm on Instagram as New Mom Boss, and my website is newmomboss.com. So it's the same across all the platforms. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy to find. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Gigi. And that's the end of our episode with Calista Anderson. Before we wrap up, if you're pregnant and overwhelmed trying to choose all the perfect baby gear, check out my newest offering, Ready for Baby Registry. This consultation will walk you through choosing what you need for postpartum recovery, sleep, feeding, diapering, and more. And if you loved this episode, remember to share it with a friend. Being pregnant or a new parent can feel so isolating. And I don't know about you, but for me, sharing a podcast is a great way to connect and start hard or uncomfortable conversations. I appreciate you taking the time to spread the message of Ready for Baby. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week.